0: This week on the Back Table podcast and I think especially as physicians I mean we are very service oriented that's right. our constitution is to you know want to serve and to you know help people get better and make people happy but it, it can wear on you if through that you're sacrificing your your own happiness yeah. and your own well-being because it eventually affects patient care. Too. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't pour from an empty cup. So yeah, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Yeah. So, you got to put on your oxygen mask. Right. We put, put on it. your own mask first. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Backtable ENT podcast. We are doing something very special today. This is our first podcast that will be a spin-off from your usual backtable podcast listening. Backtable ENT will be all things ENT and more. And it will be hosted by myself, Ashley Agan, and my partner in crime, Gopi Shaw. You knows it! <laughs> we will be coming to you regularly with all things ENT. Today we are going to dive into wellness and beyond. Thanks for listening. Let's get started. All right. Just quickly, I'm a pediatric ENT at Dallas Children's at UT Southwestern, and I am a general otolaryngologist. I'm also at UT Southwestern here in Dallas. Gopi and I met maybe five years ago? Seven years ago. Yeah, six or seven years in a while. Um, Gopi was my fellow. She was the PEDS fellow Mm -hmm. um, when I was a resident still, and we have become great friends and partners in otolaryngology, partners in crime, partners in wellness. We've had some good times and that we've been able to be well um, Mm -hmm. because of it. So
1: I wanted to first start out with you, Ash, and ask you, how did you get into wellness?
0: So um, that's a great question. I would say my interest in wellness stemmed from a experience of burnout. When I was a when I was a resident, I guess I should just take us all the way back because from for as long as I can remember, I have been um, burning the candle from both ends and saying yes to everything and spreading myself too thin and feeling like if I'm not being productive that I'm being lazy. And so there was just this constant push to just be going going, 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 going going. And it worked for a long time. And I, you know, I did that in when I was in grade school. I did that in college. I did that in medical school. And then I got into residency and I was still going. And then my chief year in residency, it just all finally hit me. I was just burnout. out. I, I couldn't. I was physically and emotionally exhausted, very depleted, just in a dark place. And I think having been through that. You you know now I didn't know it was burnout back then I just was like it's a buzzword what, but yeah, I not know exactly what I didn't know what wellness was I didn't know what burnout was I just was like ugh and um so you know now after you know having joined the faculty here at, at UT Southwestern and and knowing everything we know about wellness I mean wellness is everywhere now um yeah. I just feel passionate about making sure that here at our residency program that we are Doing everything we can to promote wellness and to make sure residents know what burnout is and what it looks like so that, you know, if they are headed that direction, they can recognize it and maybe, you know, reach out and get help and, and try to pull themselves out of it before it's, you know, right as deep and dark as it was
1: when I was there. <laughs> no, I think I had a very similar. So I had a little bit of time between uh, residency and fellowships, so where I think that kind of helped me breathe a little bit between that sort of next stage in my life and probably about four years into being staff is when I hit my burnout, you know, to the point, you know, in the sense of, you know, every box is instantly being checked. You're starting to continue to You know, one more notch under the belt or one more title, one more this, one more that. And at a certain point, that external stuff is not gratifying. It's exhausting. And you have to figure out who you are again and start choosing um, what you want to do and not no more shoulds, no more external anything, because it's not like you said, it's not sustainable. So I think for me, it definitely became a priority once I was kind of when I was feeling that way you know, in order for me to maintain, you know, a happy relationship with my family, you know, myself, my patients, my friends. I needed to make some changes. So I think that's when wellness became important for me too. Wellness is the same thing, buzzword, as burnout.
0: What do you think it really means? Like we say wellness, but what does that mean? Yeah. What is wellness? I I think wellness looks different for different people. And when I think about it, I think about just thriving, you know, really being able to Wake up every day and go, you know, spend your energy on something that you are truly passionate about. And we all enter medical school saying we're passionate about patient care. And then, then we get through medical school and residency and we there's so many things that aren't patient care that just right. really can break you down. You know, you spend so much time on other things. And, and sometimes you do have to do things that you're not passionate about. (laughs) That I think everybody has, has to (laughs) a (laughs) little conversations for insurance approval, you're just going to have to do. (laughs) But if you can be waking up every day and spending the majority of your time really doing something that lights you up and that you're excited about and, you know, feeling like you are looking forward to what you're doing, if, you know, if you can, organize your work and your life in such a way that allows you to have that that's what I aspire to. And and certainly I have not figured it out yet. <laughs> that's, but that's what I'm that's what I'm working towards. That's what I that's what I feel like wellness looks like and what I, you know, yeah. am hoping to do or trying to do every day.
1: Yeah. No, I think I like the thriving, that growth. I think there's a lot of introspection that comes along with trying to be well, mm-hmm. which means taking some time to, you know, pause, breathe, think, get into yourself, but also get out of your head. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, It's little baby steps in theory. You know, it sounds very idealistic, but it's hard to sometimes make behavior changes to go along with what you feel you need to do Mm -hmm. about being well. You know, I think for, I think we're, like you said, we're burning, so used to burning the light at both ends. And a lot of times that just is saying a lot of yeses to everything. And that's what gets drilled in terms of how to be successful in your training or as, you know, what are the, Three A's, right? Accessibility, all that stuff, affability, you know, accessibility, you're always available and on. But somebody very special had told me, you know, it's okay to say no to the things that you don't want to do, so that you can actually say yes to the things that you do want to do. And so sometimes it's also it's great. You know, behavior changes and making those things of saying, it's okay to say no to that because it's okay that you don't want to do something, because there are other things once you figure out what you are passionate about and take the time to enjoy. Every other little action will be a little bit more meaningful. But it, it, it's little steps, I think, day to day.
0: For sure. And it can change. And it like, can change yeah, what what you think you want yeah. and, and what your goals are and what looks like thriving can change over time and you can pivot. So and that's okay. Yeah. And that is totally fine. I agree. Yeah. It, it's hard. I think people, I think it's very easy to find yourself pigeonholed into your title, what you have profess that you are you know you put your stake in the ground that you are the you know whatever person right and and you know if at some point you wake up one day and and that's not who you want to be it's it can be hard to turn around and tell everybody that suddenly that's not who you know you're not the yeah. person to send all of you know that thing too yeah. but but you're right you have to be true to yourself you have to be able to you know really be happy with it makes yourself happy and not and worry less about making everybody else happy and that for me that is something that i struggle with very regularly every day is um putting other people's happiness before mm-hmm. my own and wanting to make sure that everybody else is happy you know yeah. patients their families my colleagues yeah. my my 6-year-old and 8-year-old <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's an easy trap to fall into and i yeah. think especially as physicians we are very service oriented that's right. our constitution is to you know want to serve and to you know help people get better and make people happy but it, it can wear on you if through that you're sacrificing your your own happiness yeah. and your own well being because it eventually affects patient care. It's true, yeah, absolutely. You can't you can't pour from an empty cup. So yeah, you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. So, yeah. You got to put on your oxygen mask. Right, you put, put on it. your own
1: <laughs> mask first. So speaking of which, how do you feel that you can incorporate wellness um, into the workplace or on your day to day? To help, you know, with the goal of you know bringing the whole
0: team up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. It, it, there's lots of there's lots of these different wellness tools that you hear about these days, things like mindfulness and breathing, and you know, meditation and yoga, like the the things that kind of help with the the stressors. Because I think. A lot of people are just constantly in that fight or, uh, fight or flight mode. And just breathing sometimes is something that I do every day where I just remind myself to really breathe and and take a beat when I feel it coming up in me. And then, you know, trying to be present and not be thinking about what the next thing I have to do is, because my outlook calendar is so full of things. (laughs) If I did, I literally live by it. If it's not on my calendar, it's It's, not going to happen because I don't know about it. You know, you're so scheduled, but I think, you know, I have to very consciously, you know, be like, okay, I'm doing this right now. And so if I'm teaching, if I'm with a patient, I'm I'm with the patient and and, you know. It's very easy, especially when you're running behind, you know, like, oh, yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm 40 minutes behind schedule, yeah. but this patient really needs to talk to me right now. And so I'm going to stop thinking it. about the other people yeah. that are waiting and I'm going to just give them everything right now. And then when I, am you know, and that's what, that's part of, I think, it, in addition to the things that we do medically, sometimes a lot of patients just need yeah. the, us to hold the space. Well, also
1: when you do that and you're with them, it doesn't mean, okay, here's another hour that's going to go by. Sometimes all they really need is you're being with them present for that 10 minutes. Yeah, for sure. And it's the same, you know, or even less time, but it's more efficient. You're there and, you know, what they need actually gets addressed. When my mind is half there and I'm thinking about... The other Mm 10 patients I need to see, I just get more and more behind because then I'm just like, oh, I need to sit here even longer because they waited longer and, you know, it turns the focus
0: changes. Absolutely. Um, And a lot of the other patients you know they'll be okay like i yeah when i'm running late i say i'm sorry and they say it's okay and then we move on yeah. and it's every now and then someone is is really upset but a lot of times patients will forgive you yeah. and you just you know it once it's their turn then they have all, you know all of me at that time too so i think you know that's i think that contributes to my wellness too by trying to just bring myself down and and not be rushing all the time yeah
1: i think you know i didn't really get comfortable with this pie until you know, a couple years into practice but just really being myself with my patients and families in the sense of you know we'll talk about obviously why they're there you know school's about to start soon so we'll talk you know asking them what they're doing with you know how they're doing for school or you know there's stuff or jokes or something and so I think in terms of sense of self like it's important for them to know who you are as a human as a person too and they
0: appreciate that what do you think the, the barrier was to doing that in the past? Do you think you're just more Well, when you think, uh, of yeah, them? I think, you know, I think you, in my mind,
1: maybe I had just a certain idea of what a doctor and right. ENT, you know, supposed mm-hmm. to be and how you're supposed to be with your patients mm-hmm. and, you know, have all the answers or, you know, have all the scientific data or, right. you know, and. You know, sometimes, yeah, that's all great. But many times, you know, for routine things are just, you know, even sometimes for something really serious, sometimes families like to see who you are on the inside, you know. Yeah, 100%. Like your humor, your, you know, and I like that because then they loosen up. Mm -hmm. And then the relationship, you know, we're not trying to be friends. There's obviously still a very patient physician relationship, but it just, there's a lot more honesty and trust um, and, and compassion, which. You know, from both ends, there's fig- forgiveness and you know
0: room to breathe on both ends. Um, so I think that's important too. I completely agree. Yeah. I, think, I think patients do do feel more of a they they do want to be more connected and, and yeah, you know, their doctor more than this rigid, you know, just what? Yeah, white. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> or now with the mask and the show. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we do. We can't even see. you. <laughs> I've had speaking of, I I had a a clinic day recently where two, maybe three patients, I walked in and I hadn't seen him in a while. And they were like, you're not my doctor. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's me. Yeah. I like showed them my badge, my picture. Yeah, like, It's me because I had, you know, my mask and eye protection and everything on. And I guess they hadn't seen me. Yeah. They, yeah, they didn't recognize me. Yeah. So it is, we've lost a little bit of that, that human contact. connection with being yeah. able to see faces, you know, recently with COVID well, and everything.
1: yeah. You know, with COVID going on, how do you think wellness Uh, has changed or what have you had to what have you feel like you've had to do differently in your day-to-day in terms of wellness and you know is wellness different what now what
0: it means to be well now is different than what it was you know six months ago yeah I think it's definitely had an impact so many people you you know just either you know people knowing people who are sick or who have passed knowing people who have lost their jobs and Mm -hmm. don't know how they're going to Pay for their you know rent groceries, yeah. et cetera. trying to you know, for me personally, it has been just trying to figure out how I can use my skill set to help and to you know to help out and do things to make things better. I am not good when I am idle. I, yeah. I, the, all that energy, just, <laughs> it's just there and I, I need to be doing things. So when we had to close down clinics back in March or I guess it was March yeah. or April, that was a really, that was a hard time. But I think, it, and in addition, not being able to be with people. So I think community is a huge part of wellness. And, you know, not being able to gather has contributed to some, you know, uh, Sad, sadness, for lack of a better word. I mean, yeah. it's, it's rough to not be able to get together with people. And Zoom is great. And yeah. Phone calls are great and FaceTime, but it's not the same. That feedback, that facial yeah, exactly. expression. And people's energy. face, be- yeah. being in the same place with a big group of people who, who you, you love and enjoy being with. There, there's nothing like that. So it, I think it's had a huge impact, but we'll get through it. We will. I don't know. I think everyone has, I I appreciate that at least at our institution, there has been a big push towards wellness and mental health, Yes, you know, and there's been a ton of support for people who are, you know, on the front lines in the COVID unit every day, for people who have had, who've either had family members they've lost or or have had family members who are sick. There's just been a a big outpouring of resources, whether it be, you know, counselors or, you know, group sessions. There's just, I've noticed and appreciated. There has been a lot available depending on, you know, how it has affected you, which is great to see.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, as an otolaryngology community, I think that we just as, you know, our academy to, you know, staying in touch with other people, you know, other otolaryngologists across the country, friends, colleagues, partners, just that we're very fortunate to be a part of a close-knit group of professionals I think having the academy upfront, early on about you know testing and protection I think was very helpful just to have that sort of guideline support backup uh, in terms of you know what our needs would be in the workplace so I, I think like you said community is very important and I feel lucky to be part of our otolaryngology one and you know and like Ash said, I love the UT Southwestern ENT community as well. Um, I think overall, it's a, pr- a very happy place and we all respect each other for who we are. You know, the other thing I think with COVID, I think more than ever, it's, you know, like like they say, you can never predict things in life, but I think um, in the last couple of months, it's even more like you just can't predict stuff and just being okay with that. And, you know, having to learn to go with the flow even more mm-hmm. and, you know, all whatever plans, all that, it's okay that they're not there and, you know, or that things change within, you know, the next day, whether, you know, in terms of your day to day. And so that flexibility, I think has been important Mm. to just be able to pivot and, you know, not be reactionary towards it, but just, okay, proactive and okay, what do I need to do next? Or
0: what can I do? Or how do we do it differently? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Being flexible. It's huge. And she, she, <laughs> yeah. I think mean, hanging on to the way things are supposed to be is a recipe for probably getting burned out for sure. <laughs> for
1: sure. So, Ashley does a lot with the medical students at UT Southwestern with our ENT electives. We both are involved in resident education, and uh, I do, uh, I'm the pediatric uh, fellowship director for ENT, pediatric ENT at UT. What do you think are ways to incorporate? wellness, you know, for medical students, residents, trainees. How do we do it? Again, it's a buzzword and Mm -hmm. people have, you know, curriculums. But what have you found to work?
0: I think for, you know, for our residents, we have slowly been incorporating different types of wellness-themed activities, you know, into kind of a, a quote, wellness curriculum, so to speak. We do like a wellness journal club where we review... Articles that are related to wellness. We do a lot of a lot of activities together. That's been something that has really taken a hit with COVID. Is all of you know we used to mm-hmm. we originally we had a, a group women in Odo Wodo. <laughs> um, and then and then the last couple of years we changed it to wellness in Odo. So it was still Wodo, but it was wellness. And we're trying to be inclusive. Trying to be inclusive. So, okay, guys. Everybody should be well. <laughs> so because, because that's what it it really was like a great kind of wellness community outing. Usually we would, you know, go out to eat or go to somebody's house and yeah. just hang out and make, make terrariums. Yeah, yeah. We we made some little succulent terrariums one time. We've done all kinds of good stuff. so that's been hard in the time of COVID, but that—that's something that, that we've been really good at instituting at, at our program. And about a year or maybe a year and a half ago, we um, started having formal mentoring. Which I think has been which has been good. Historically we would have just organic informal mentoring where people just we just hope that people match up and find a good mentor for them. Now, just out of the gate, you know, the the interns will be assigned a mentor. And then after that first year once they have their feet under them a little bit and know a little bit more, they can choose to switch mentors if they um, want to work with somebody in a particular subspecialty, yeah. et cetera. But we we do send out quarterly reminders to, yeah. to meet up. We send out recommendations for what to talk about and just try to help keep people you know, on pace to, to get done what, what they want to get done during residency. Five years does go by faster I mean, than you realize. It does. But I think in addition to talking about you know, what papers they're trying to get published, they they also just have an opportunity to check in with someone. And if they need to talk about, you know, struggling with the in-service or struggling on call or, you know, it, whatever there is going on, or, or maybe they just want to celebrate and talk about good time, you know, yeah. whatever, just having s- someone that is assigned to them that they know they're going to be talking to quarterly. I think it's nice. And I think on the faculty side, it might give us an opportunity to pick up on, you know, somebody that might be headed towards burnout before yeah. they get there or, or you know, but try to detect that. Maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I think, like you said, and the same thing on the fellowship side, it's, you know, trying to stay in touch and communicate and, you know, have, you know, whether it's about research, job opportunities, life in general, I think it's just. Like you said, community connections and you know having that sort of human contact relationship is very important. And I think that's probably how you know mentoring and contributes to wellness. And I think it is if you know you feel you know residency is a, a very busy time, fellowships a busy time. That you know time in our life is there's a lot going on, and so if you have to have somebody that. Know is there knows what's going on or somebody you feel like you can reach out to is very important yeah for sure Um, and then you know overall connecting with yourself staying true to you trying to making sure that
0: you're number one in that sense do you do you do anything in particular to try to you know stay true to yourself or Trap into yourself uh, to, to journal or rotate uh, or, so, yeah, no, I uh
1: recommend. I don't know it's my husband. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you can say, no. I like to, I, I do journal, definitely journal sometimes. I wish I was a little bit more consistent or regular with it. Um, do you find that you journal when you're upset? Yes. More than when <laughs> I'm well. Me
0: too.
1: Uh, so, so I, I think, <laughs> you know, I, mean? um, I think writing things down is an something that gets lost i feel like nowadays we don't do it enough and yet a lot of our communications written by a text email mm-hmm. tweets like whatever but actually writing with paper and pen and a notebook can be very nice not yeah. that you know it's
0: just nice to get it out yeah. that way it, it helps you get it out and look at it from a little further away i mm-hmm. think you can get all your thoughts out and then you can look back over it and digested yeah. from a distance or something mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah
1: but I don't know I'll, you know I don't know I have a hard time keeping things in too I feel like uh I don't know professionally or not unprofessionally I feel like my resident my trainees they know what's going on with me in that sense and if I'm stressed out about a patient or you know I like to discuss with them why and mm-hmm. you know what my thought process is and that kind of helps me vent it's good to a little bit
0: yeah so they kind of- I feel like
1: they in that sense, it's an open notebook um, a little bit, probably too much. But, <laughs> but I think it's, you know, I think it's good to talk, to, go talk to somebody sometimes. Um, you know, I've at that point where I felt pretty down, I definitely and I still do talk to a therapist, you know, probably not as often. I would like to again, we go to the gym to exercise our bodies. I feel like I need to, you know, yeah, have that to really, you know, clear my head and help me bring it
0: back. And get centered sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I, I think yeah. I. I wish I would have seen a therapist a lot sooner than I did. Yeah. You know, especially just thinking back to that time when I was really burned out, and I, I think there's just a a lot of more a lot more talk about wellness and being able to go talk to somebody. But I, I still remember feeling just it was just it was a hurdle to finally, yeah. you know, talk to somebody. But then after I did, I was like, oh wow, probably should have done that. Yeah, no further. <laughs> But. For sure, it's super helpful. I
1: I enjoy it. I always feel refreshed mm-hmm. after. And then I don't know. I feel like you know, Trish tried to get out and play more. You mm-hmm. know, like literally play more. You know, we have uh, have a six year old and eight year old, and they are always ready to play. And straight up, you know, whether it's Monopoly to you know making a haunted house to hiding, whatever it is, I feel you know it's easy to forget how to do those things yeah and i like comedy yeah
0: (laughs) but what about you i we like to play we like to my husband and i like to travel we like to you know we're very active so yeah you know going to the wake park or skateboarding or yeah doing stuff outside i agree i think that's a great way to Be well. Yeah. I think moving your body makes you feel good. And I think, you know, the ENT
1: Back Table ENT podcast is going to be a way to be well because what's nice is we're going to be able to connect with people in our field and discuss whether it's ENT topics to, you know, professional topics that affect ENT, just like wellness. It's a way to connect with our community, our guests, our listeners. I'm so open to suggestions, ideas, and topics. So, I'm very excited for
0: what's to come. Yeah. I think this is going to be great <laughs> for, for you listeners out there. We we would love to know you. And please um, subscribe and rate and comment and email us with suggestions and thoughts. And maybe you want to come on and chat with us. But, <laughs> um, yeah, we're here. <laughs> so you'll find
1: us on uh, Backtable, uh, on iTunes, on Spotify
0: uh soundcloud wherever you listen to your your podcasts we are on twitter our handle is at underscore backtable ent so please follow us and we'll we'll see you or i guess not see you but i think we can still say see you soon all right we'll see you the next backtable podcast you
1: know you know